Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Well, we are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, wine. But it is also going to be about this magazine, The Cellar Door. So right now, via Zoom, I have the lovely Lisa Muirhead from Poise Publications. Okay, I got that one out, Lisa, but (laughs) that sounded so, so official. But you know what? Yeah. So this is issue number 37, and I believe issue number 38 is going to be released pretty soon, correct? Yeah, it's coming out the week before Valentine's Day. Oh, well, how fitting. Okay, so we're going to go to a shot of our beautiful set, um, decorated with the Cellar Door magazine that comes to our home. Um, and it is, you know, it, you know what I have to honestly say, Lisa, it is like my guide to the rest of the world. Um, It is definitely about the wine, but for me, I love all the articles of learning about the winemakers, learning about the land where this bottle of wine comes from. And I don't know, like, let's go back to the beginning um, about your vision and passion to do a magazine like this in Winnipeg. Yeah, well, it started, I mean, I was already working in publishing, but it was academic publishing and it was getting a little dry. And my business partner at the time was also working in academic research and she had a background in marketing. So uh, we, yeah, we just were drinking wine and had this <laughs> idea for a wine magazine that had like a local, because every wine magazine, they're great, but you can't get any of the products locally. And the, the Manitoba market's really insular for wine. So mm-hmm. we thought it would be really cool to have a magazine where you read it and you can actually go buy the product. <laughs> yeah. And so... so Yes. So I'm going to let you then share the story on your wonderful relationship with a local wine merchant, um, formerly known as Bandel and Jones, but now (laughs) is known as Jones and Company. And it is the effervescent Tina Jones, too, that you have this great relationship. So tell us now and how the whole, I guess, love story with the cellar door and Jones and Company began. Yeah, well, we we first thought that we would pitch it to all the private wine stores, but mm-hmm. as we kind of did our market research, at first we thought they were all linked. You don't really understand how liquor in the city works until you really see behind, mm-hmm. peek behind the curtains, you know? So when we kind of did a little research, we realized it would be easier to work with one wine store at a time. And at the time, even Bandel & Jones, was it was right before it moved to, to St. Mary's. It was still its little store on Metalwood. And they just had a little 
like a little Microsoft publisher newsletter that they would send out and, but they'd already started like wine education programming. Mm -hmm. um, and so they had this really great background and we thought it might be a good, a good partner because we could bring them into developing the content because while my background is publishing, my, my, I certainly wasn't like a subject expert in wine. So we needed people that knew what they were talking about. So we, we did the market research and we pitched it to Tina and she was on board. So we had planned, we're like, well, if it doesn't work with this, then we'll, you know, go to the next person, go to the next person. But yeah, she was on board right away. And she was just, we had this whole list of questions like, well, if Tina asks this, we'll say this. And, you know, to show all of our great research and we finished our presentation and she said, yeah, I love it. What's the next step? And we were just like, oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, we definitely are prepared for that question too. <laughs> so then, yeah, it took about the eight months for the first issue to come out. And that was just doing a bunch of legwork for marketing. So we sell the ads. That's mm -hmm. the revenue stream of the magazine. And Tina and the team at Jones and Company, they do all the distribution. Yes. So that's idea, great. Yeah. The idea behind it was a custom magazine, but one that um, we could show people who was actually reading it. We wanted to partner with a company that would attract really great advertisers. And Tina's been so established in the business community for a long time. It was just really great to part with, partner with someone who's established to say like, you know, this isn't a fly-by-night project. It's going to be around for a while. And it has been. I, I know, it has. So, I mean, let's look at, okay, we're going to give you a sneak peek, folks, of the next issue. So, lo and behold, who do you have on the cover? <laughs> but Tina Jones. General Tina Jones, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, uh, and kudos and congratulations to her and all of the awards and accolades that she's received. But I guess I, the article now about Tina, um, do, do you want to try and show a different side of Tina too as well? I mean, we all know Tina from being in the wine store, but um, mm -hmm. her personality is far bigger than that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Tina's always been a part of the magazine. She always has a message at the beginning and mm -hmm. she's obviously on the editorial board. So she's, you know, she's a part of developing those ideas from the beginning for every issue. We'll have a meeting with her and the top, the, the management team at Bamboo or at Jones and Company. And, uh, <laughs> I know. So I, have a, so I have a hard new. time. I have a hard time. Okay. I mean, let's just, they should give us a year, right, uh, Lisa, until it's ingrained, Jones and Company. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she, she is uh, part of the advisory the whole way through, and obviously mm -hmm. she signs off in the end. But I mean, she does so much in the community, you know, and she's she's on the the board of the HSC Foundation. Mm -hmm. She's got other businesses too. The rink. She's a part a partner in Green Carrot. So I mean, she's definitely she's this amazing person at Jones and Company. Has built this amazing company. But I mean, the stuff behind it is also pretty incredible as well. So she was recognized with the Order of Manitoba, and we just wanted to recognize that kind of pull her out from behind the scenes and recognize that in the issue and she's usually like like it took a little convincing to get her on the cover so it was nice that we were able to do that and really showcase her and it's kind of a weird issue because um we were 
because it's the pandemic, the pandemic <laughs> so we couldn't we didn't have a photographer our photographer wasn't allowed to work and oh. so and we also really wanted to support the restaurant so yeah it, it was it was a good issue for to, to kind of have the opportunity to put her on the cover oh it was so great to see her and you know if you even look at your content too i mean there's always food so you like you said you know, acknowledging the restaurants and, oh my goodness, I mean, if we can kind of sidetrack on that too. Yeah. Jones and Company is, you know, that's their part of their livelihood is serving these restaurants. So what were some of the, I guess, challenges, uh, Lisa, when doing this this particular issue? Well, one of the difficulties is our production schedule is three months long. So when Mm -hmm. we start, we started talking about this issue was October. It was before the big shutdown on November mm-hmm. 12th, right? So we even recognized at that time, we're like, well, let's do this issue, but you know, it's gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to make a lot of changes last minute. We're gonna have to be really adaptable and flexible. Like yeah. every business has to be right now, you know, like just yeah. kind of be willing to change on a dime. So the restaurants were really great. They provided us with photography that we couldn't get ourselves. And um, we worked with the Manitoba Restaurant Association to get some statistics and and just talk to people in the in the industry to like figure out how we can help. What are some practical things we can do? So mm-hmm. that's kind of the cornerstone of this issue. And we also wanted to. I mean, it's we have a pretty international focus because of the nature of wine. Yes, but, yes. You know, Jones and Company is a local business. I'm a local business. We're, mm-hmm. we're all supported. It's such an ecosystem. You know, we we really need each other to keep going. So we really wanted to acknowledge the restaurants and and what they're going through right now and figure out how we could help you know however little we can help yeah and i and i just want to add to that you know i i helped out a little bit in this issue too you did <laughs> you, this, you did you have you a little your, section called topics. Pick, a beautiful cabin <laughs> <laughs> that's how desperate they were folks you know they you know, called me and Kevin because, hey, it's the pandemic and, wow, Jones & Company is one of our, like, that's like the grocery store these days. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that maybe out loud, but I think there's a lot of people. But, I mean, and that's another thing. Um, let's get into the winemakers, but you talked about the education. And since they opened in 1999, um, we know Gary Hewitt, we know Sylvia Jansen, um, I love Jill and Sarah Lynn and um, and all the staff there have been so, so wonderful, but also so knowledgeable. And that is such a different thing than we've been in wine stores in other countries, in other cities, and it's not anything like Jones and Company. So yeah, maybe I, you can comment on that. Yeah, I mean, as much as I can, because yes. my business is separate from those, but just from what I've seen, you know, like I think the difference there is that the wine education is really integral to the whole structure of the business, you know, mm-hmm. whereas other like employees from other wine stores will come to Jones and company and take their wine courses. They don't have the infrastructure there. They need to find the courses elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas because Jones and company has built that in, if you start working at Jones and company and you know, you, you have retail experience, but maybe not as much wine, those opportunities for education are right there. And they really, encourage you to take them and and make them really accessible to their staff so you know 
it was really amazing. Like we, we kind of took a bit of a, it was a bit of a gamble saying you guys will produce the content and we'll do the publishing because we didn't know if they could write, you know, like, and you know, Gary's got an, has an academic background. So does Sylvia. And some of them are just, I mean, they're really great storytellers Mm because they go to these places, they, they travel, they really invest in sending their people to see these wineries, to meet these winemakers. So even if they're not great writers, almost all of them are great storytellers and they're so passionate about it that even if they they're not super strong at writing I can work with them you know mm-hmm. my my background is editing so I can work with them and we can bring those stories out so that education really supports the mandate of the magazine but the magazine is also educating the community you know it's yes. allowing everybody who likes wine but they don't really know why they like wine or <laughs> how to put it into words we're trying to like give them that vocabulary well, I mean, it, yeah, and you always end up learning something, you know, from the simple, why does it taste like this? Or it, wine yeah. is bad if it smells like this. And yeah. uh, all, the, all those things that we've learned through the years. Um, yeah. But for you personally, though, Lisa, um, I guess this is a passion project that has, you know, by all means, grown by leaps and bounds. Did you ever dream that, you know, you would be the publisher of this little baby? I mean, no, it was such a, it was a fun idea that we talked about one night, you know, and I do have to credit my former business partner, Megan Kosminski, you know, like a couple days later when we were talking, she was like, okay, we're going to need a business plan. I was like, oh, are we really going to do this? You know, and she's like, yeah, we're going to do this. But I love publishing, Mm -hmm. you know, I love the storytelling and I really love working with Jones and company. My brother's the manager there and Mm -hmm. being able to work with him, like, we're, we're very close and I love, love, love being able to work with him on a fun project like this, you know, so that's really cool to have that element as well. Oh, wow. Um, and so maybe just explain for the others out there where they can get the cellar door and it is free, correct? It is free. Yeah. So it's distributed um, through uh, direct mail. So mm-hmm. if you spend a certain amount of money at Vandal and Jones, you'll, you'll just get it mailed to your house. If you just go in casually every now and again, they always have the issues just on the stand and you can just take them. So they're free at the store at all times. And they've usually got, they've got the current issue, but they'll have probably five or six back issues just because a lot of the, a lot of the material isn't really super timely, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's talking about a wine region and then talking about, so it's not stuff that it ages very well. Like you can keep the magazine <laughs> around and, and read it and it won't be it won't be stuck in a time capsule, you know? Yeah, and it, you know what? It never goes moldy, you know, yeah. well, unless you get it wet with wine. But uh, I know, it yeah. will crash your hard drive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, well, you, you know what? Uh, I think, Lisa, this is something that I think uh, Winnipeggers should be proud of. Um, I wanted to do this interview to learn a little bit more about the magazine and how it started. And uh, I just think that, you know, it should be something that is we share with everybody, you know. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 It's really fun to do. And we're, you know, we're really proud of the fact that we're still around after 13 years. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, well, 13 more. And hopefully yeah. we can get out of this there pandemic. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, and actually maybe travel to some of these areas. And this too, folks, I mean, is a great way to even plan your vacation because we will travel. We will. We will. We just don't know when. But this is an actual great travel guide to base your next trip. So I think that's what I'll do with the next issue. I okay. think. 
<laughs> so it's coming out uh, around Valentine's Day. Go to Jones and Company and pick mm -hmm. up your copy of The Cellar Door. Thank you so much, Lisa, for spending this time with us. Thank you so much, Tracy. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.